What is truly out there? It's an interesting question, and it's a question we've been asking ourselves for time memorial. There's cave paintings that go back 30,000 years that have an extraterrestrial nature to them. However, in the past little while, more and more evidence has come to light that there is something here. There is craft flying around our globe at will that we've been observing for a long time. Where do they come from? Are they extraterrestrial? Are they ultra-terrestrial? Are they organic? Are they interdimensional? Are they something in other countries cooked up under our noses? The reality is we don't really know. However, what's also happening is these sightings seem to be coming to light a bit more. However, that's a yes and no question as well. Angus joins us again to unpack this topic. It was a fast-paced, high-level, detailed discussion from many different angles. And I don't think we solved anything. However, as long as you all got more perspectives on your mirror ball, that's all we're really here to do. I'm going to leave it there. Have to thank Rowdy for his original music that keeps us out of that filter that shuts us down. Not sure what songs I'll use. I'll have a look at some of the back catalogue he's given me and use a couple of different ones this time, I think. Remember, Unlocking the Code on Instagram, page on Facebook, Unlocking the Code. Give us a follow, give us a like. Ratings and reviews, send us up the charts. Some really exciting interviews coming up. Jock's coming back and I've got a few other guests in the pipeline. I really appreciate all your time. Let people know. Share the podcast. Thanks very much. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be kind. Be cool. Stay focused. And we'll talk soon. Cheers.
Mate, we're back. Not often. It's. I was trying to think when the last time you did a back-to-back it was. It's been a while. See, the thing is, this was brought forward for a couple of different reasons, but one of them was Christopher Mellon, 1645 JRE. Yes, yes, yes. Because we'd, we'd been having conversations about what we're going to discuss tonight. And what we remembered, because we've both taken this seriously, we've got notes and everything, man. Yeah, man. We fucking wrote stuff down. Yeah, we wrote stuff down. Yeah, that's there's, how excited we got. There's we arrows like, yeah. and dot points and underlines and stuff. Thought bubbles and yeah. mind expressions and yeah. all sorts of stuff. We're trying. Let's put it that way. We're, we're trying. We're trying. There's been, there's been some effort put in. <laughs> and look, I suppose it. the word ultra-terrestrial has caught our attention. Definitely. And only because it leads into some of the other research that we've been doing. You know, it's already sort of it's already lent that way a little bit with the tunnels, and there's some stuff we're going to talk about later. There's, there's some ancient things that that kick into this as yeah, well. Exactly. It ties together a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we believe Bob Lazar? And I asked, uh, I gave, I, I, for the audience, I did give him a minute to think about this. I prepped you earlier. Yes, yes, yes. I've been prepped. Look. The way I see it, mate, we've got three options. Mm. It's either all truth, it's 50-50, or it's horse shit. Mm. That's the three options we've got, mm. you know. And after the after the Christopher Mellon episode, yes, the possibility of it being... True. Well, yeah, the possibility... Depends on the or way more, you want to... More accurate. No, it depends on the way you want to phrase... Yeah, the statement, the statement, yeah. But but the the possibility of it leaning towards fifty fifty, I'm not. Call, I don't want to. I don't know if I'm biased. I probably am. Yeah. I don't want to call complete horseshit. No. I think there's a possibility of because, and I, I guess you know, it comes back to if one percent of everything's true. Exactly. It's one percent wrong. So man. you can't disregard some of the things that you Chris can't. Mellon said about no. like um, the lady who apparently worked with him and he was a badge checker, mm. possibly went to bars. It's right. like, all right, if, I, if I've if i got to give that its moment in the light mm. and think about the possibility of that being true, we've all met a storyteller. Oh, yeah. We've all met that bloke that can take one speck of truth and just turn it into but the, then the, just, the wildest yarn. I, I believe we may fall in that yeah, category, yeah, we, you know we, what I mean? We, we, we can run with we an can idea. We can run with an idea, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we all know those guys that kind of can't help themselves. They but have the thing, to do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but he's, he's obviously, you know, is he just a mad genius and just attached a rocket to his car because he wanted to? Or like, 
it's it's an interesting question. Look, he could be a mad genius that's still good with propulsion, mm. but he may not have made wise life decisions to get him into where he says he was. If you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he some of it could be made up in terms of what was there, but just like you and I, mm. you, it's very easy to put together a good theory given enough dots. Mm. So through the collection of information, mm. both from being, even if he was a badge checker, he was there. He was there. Overhearing conversations, like exactly the same way as which uh, the Egyptian guy that you've just had on recently. Muhammad. Muhammad. The same way in which he was stating that probably the tour guides are probably the most knowledgeable people around. That's true. Because they hear all the conversations and all, all the, the theories stories, from all the different theories, yeah. people. Yeah. So if you if you allow that into your reality for a moment, mm-hmm. those few points of information we've just put down, mm-hmm. you've got to think there's a possibility of not all of what he said is true. Mm. And, you know, he maybe A, he... A, those parts that uh, might be untrue or fabricated. Mm. He's told so many times he believes his own lie. Well, there's an interesting there's an interesting line of thought there that's like when you remember a story, you're not remembering the story, you're remembering the last time you told the story. Yes, exactly. That's right. Right, because we've all got stories from our childhoods. We've told a fair few of them on here, you know, over the years. And where every time we tell that story, we're remembering the last time we told the story. Yeah, how many yep. details, you know, but he's never changed his story. That's the thing about Bob. He's never changed his story. He's never made any money out of it. Bob believes Bob. Yes, 100%. Bob believes Bob. That's right. Yeah. And he he obviously, prior to the telling of the original story, he obviously made a, a, made a decision. This was if, if you're going down the 50-50 route. Yeah. He made a decision of what the story was and, and stuck to it. Mm-hmm told himself enough that that's what the story was yeah. and then just repeated it. But I mean, Never the, expanded like, upon it. With Jordan Knapp saying that they actually went out and watched the UFOs in the sky and all that sort of stuff back in the late 80s and stuff. Like, there's, there's undeniable things. Definitely. Oh, dude, there's there's extraordinary parts to that story. And that why on, does he keep getting raided? That on what their, are they looking yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking for 115. I'm pretty sure that's what they're looking I'm for. I'm pretty sure that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. Mm. Yeah. So, you know that adds the raids add swing you back towards the truth, like the yeah. full the full truth belief. Yeah. But look, I don't know if at the end of the day it comes down to locking yourself into an idea. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's why I wanted to pose the question. Yeah. You know, I thought it's it's not something we we. We, we've even talked about off the mics. Yeah. You know, we just sort of, we talked about the documentary and the things and we went along with Bob, you know what I mean? Yeah. To yeah. a point, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was an interesting thing. And I suppose Bob is an interesting example because realistically, we're hearing the same story from 1988 or 89 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We just heard it again on Netflix yeah. last year. Yeah. The reality of the information that is a lot of the information that's coming out, it's come out before, mm-hmm. right? Which leads me to what I had written down here is, is it all disinformation? Yeah. What percentage of it is disinformation? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's That's a very good question. And I don't know if I can possibly lock it down myself. 
no, as, to, I, as to a percentage. It's yeah. it's a very it's a good rhetorical question, mm. and it's a good thought experiment mm. to to send yourself down that loop of thinking about you know th- the things that could be put out um, and and actually to hark back to the Christopher Mellon, you know they the interview that they kind of discussed Blue Book mm. right and the effectiveness of Blue Book yeah so basically. I don't think they set it in stone, but for me, thinking about it, like trying to give myself something, a basis of of, of belief for the mm. theory, mm-hmm. from what they were discussing, I got the feeling like Blue Book was a little too successful Yeah, in terms of discouraging people from reporting these incidents. Because it, throughout the... You know, uh, there was a section when Joe asks, like where is this getting squashed? Yeah. Where in the line does it get squashed? Mm. And Chris kind of replied, it's not any one place. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's the whole the thing. The people on the ground, the pilots and stuff that are experiencing it, mm. they're too scared because they'll be discredited. Exactly. If someone does pass it on, mm. the the same happens for the whole position all the way up to, is it Mattis? Yeah. So they were discussing the fact that there's there's somewhere between 14 to 17 routes that a memo has to go through yeah. to get signed off on that it gets through to him at the end. Yeah. And even when they briefed them with the um, idea of showing him this info, mm. they didn't want to do it in case he got contaminated yeah. with that whole tinfoil hat mm. thing that that um, Blue Book really set in place mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. just, you know, the I remember, I remember way back when I was a little kid seeing news reports about like swamp gas UFO sightings. Yes. And how ridiculous did that sound from the get-go? Yeah. Yeah. To circle all the way back around mm. to is this the great deception? Mm. I don't think so because I think all of... All of there may look. There's always some some hijackers, mm. but I think the vast majority of the information that's currently coming out is honest. Yeah, because I feel like, and we've spoken about it before, but I feel like this is in all levels of society. It goes further than what we ever believed. Yes, about people waking up and realizing that. There is, there has been dishonesty in every level of every institution. Exactly. So you need Since to question. So yeah. you need to question it. Mm. So that that idea is happening with us, but it's also happening at those levels in Congress. Yeah. And there's more people that are asking for this information. Mm. And there's you know different levels in in the army and the military and stuff like that that are like, no, I want to know because I'll make my own mind up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas before mm-hmm. institutions were believed before, so it, mm. it's the it's the invention of the internet, the discrediting of the institutions, mm. which creates the question. Mm. And what I think we haven't realised up to this point is how high up that mindset has actually gone in society. Yeah, you know, it's it's at those upper tiers of government that mm. they're even questioning mm. what the fuck's real. Yeah, that's my two cents worth. Yeah, look. <laughs> And that's actually you, you. You put it very well, and I think we've always wanted the, the question's always been there, 
and I, you know, you talk about the ancient stuff. There's there's cave paintings of what look like UFOs and grey beings and stuff like that. That's twenty, thirty thousand years old. That's right. That's right. And it, it follows all the way through uh, all of those new, you know, post-flood civilizations. Yeah. That. You know the rebuilding, so the very primitive stuff, yeah. the rebuilding up into civilization and mm-hmm. and the like. You see it all the way through, even into written history. Mm-hmm. You have accounts written back through through thousands of years, mm. and it just gets as time goes on and we gain a better understanding. It's yeah. funny how the descriptions of things change mm. because the descriptions are very prevalent for their time, mm-hmm. and then as technology. And our understanding of how things work yeah. improves. We describe these things better and better. Yeah, yeah. But it's still only to the level of our technology. Exactly. We only ever describe it to what we can understand. Mm. But it does repeat itself and repeat itself and repeat itself. I did want to, you know, Jacques Vallée. Yes. Yeah. His recent book has been cancelled by Amazon for some reason. And mm. that's apparently where the his findings for his metals and stuff were in? Ah, yes, because he's in possession of X, X amount. X of, amount of metals, yeah. Of metals. It's very interesting, just speaking of Jacques Fillet and and the French, mm. you know. It's, it's That's actually, that would be it's some, something that I've never delved into. Yeah. You know, I, I, sit, I sit here and I look at a very broad range of uh, ufology, Let's just French, give it. French UFO sightings is not necessarily something you've looked at. It's not at. something I've looked at. You mm. know, you get the big topics from around the world. Like mm. I've heard of Russian stories, African mm. stories and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but never anything specifically French. But here, here we are with the French government actually is probably one of the own, only countries in the world that have acknowledged it and can have a section for it. Yeah. Sort of thing. A research thing. Mm. It's small, but it, it's, they, they've it's dedicated, there. They've dedicated something to it. It's there nonetheless. Mm. Um, whereas everywhere else have like a civilian group that they'll pay attention to, yeah. like the MUFONs and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a government department. Well, see, I want see that see if the French have got it, the Russians have got it. So this is the thing, right? So we know about French. We now know about French. We're Russian, Mexican, um, British. African, British, Australia. There's been sightings yeah. down here, dude. Nineteen sixty-six. The whole story. They didn't expand upon it mm. in the JRE episode they mentioned it mm. I, I believe Chris mentioned like just this it, the yeah, Australian incident the Australian or whatever incident, yeah. that's all it was mm. but let's not forget so that it was 1966 mm-hmm. got the notes well, out what are we, let's let's quick look at the notes 6th of the 4th 1966 6th of the 4th 1966 it was in, it was in Melbourne Melbourne yep so there was 300 teachers and kids yeah. that all experienced this. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, in reading a couple of articles, apparently the story goes mm. the principal did not see it because he refused to come out of his office because, like, I guess he figured it's just easier. If, if you don't know, it's just easier to deny. <laughs> yeah, they're just not, you know I'm just I mean? not going I, out there. I'm not even going out there. I didn't <laughs> see it. I cannot comment, you know, whatever he was thinking. But um, apparently there's a recording of a teacher and I, from reading the articles, I couldn't work out if it was made at the time, mm. so after the event and he's recorded himself or if it was... He had some, some sort of recording. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. What, so what happened? What was the incident? Tell, let, let listeners know. So this is where it gets funky is 
there's a few different reports of what happened mm-hmm. in terms of sometimes there's so there's one UFO, mm-hmm. there's three UFOs, mm-hmm. and then there's two differences in what they did. Mm-hmm. Some say they landed, mm-hmm. and the teacher. I don't know if there's any other f- people with him, but the teacher definitely says the UFO dog fought with five planes. Right. And he doesn't mention what the planes were, mm-hmm. whose they were, were they Air Force planes, what. But it's the, the planes were like circling around trying to sort of line up on this yeah, thing. Yeah, right. And it would move and move, move and stop, move and stop sort of thing. And it 66, was just like, I'm pretty just off the top, mate. I think we were probably flying F-86 Sabres. You've got the knowledge there, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have sure. no idea. Pre, yeah. Pre-F-111, I have no idea what we had. It's like two jets ago. I'm like, Australia had jets? I yeah. thought we'd be in Sopworth Camels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Biplanes and shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they dog fought. Yeah. Apparently. That, yeah. So, that's, that's the two separate... That's where it gets a little bit fuzzy. Mm. Is it's like, oh, there's two different accounts. There's different accounts of how many there were. Mm. Yeah. Was there any dif- disinformation? Mm. Now it gets gets into the woo woo, and mm. la- later on, it in the story apparently there's sharp dressed men in black, oh, bloody blah. blah. Black. Okay, but whether whether the infom- the story as it's presented is just bits of information all collated together. Mm. So maybe only one person with a fantastical mind mentioned there was men in black, but they threw it in there anyway. I don't know. But anyway, that's that's the theory of, of Australia. That's that's mm. one of our big oh, I, s- I, sightings. Have, I, haven't, I haven't asked you. Well, we probably have, but I forget. You haven't seen UFO, have you? Look, I'm going to say to this date, no. Okay. Um, I haven't seen anything that my brain couldn't automatically assign something to, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes it hard for it to be unidentified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've only seen some pretty fantastic, uh, like shooting stars and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen things buzzing around in circles and chain, changing direction and stuff. So mm. no, I'm a bit disappointed in that actually. But I've got a, the, the one. You've got one. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's thirteen. Yep. In Ballarat. All right. Yep. My driveway. You'd like there was a bushland, but you could see a big mob of stars, right? And we used to line the driveway at night and look at the stars. Yep. Me and James and Trisha yep. were lying there one night and this thing pops up and it go, it does it. It goes ding, ding like it, it, it drops down and turns right and does these weird, just, yeah. was just bouncing, Sporadic bouncing around the sky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad had this little telescope that I used to use and I ran inside. I thought, shit, I need to try and see this. I ran inside to get the telescope and when I came out and uh, as I was lifting it to, to look at it, it gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 that, a solid sighting, man. That's the only and like nature no. doesn't do right angles. No, man. <laughs> no, that, that's yeah. So yeah, that's that's funky. I would love to see something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've driven, I've even driven the western roads. Now, I guess this kind of this thing kind of harks into the parts of the ultra terrestrial into the mythical realm of it. Yeah. You know, the stories that are passed down. So mm. I've even driven the Western roads looking for Min Min, yeah. you know, Min Min lights. Yeah. Just hoping, you <laughs> just, know, just, just show like me something. I'm driving, I'm, you know, driving purely at night. Yeah. 
there's been a few trips where I've driven like 24 hours in one one stint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority yeah. of that it's at night mm-hmm. because it's cooler, it's better on the car for that kind of distance. Mm. And I've just hoped and prayed along those western highways that just go dead straight mm. and flat for mm. hundreds of kilometres. Mm-hmm. Just cruising them, looking out, and it's just flat either side. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that flatness, actually. I, I was actually on a train. The first time I went went out west, I was mm. on a train. Mm. And I remember waking up in the morning as a little kid. I was probably eight or nine. And just seeing the landscape. And just sitting there and staring out the window for maybe half a solid half hour just upon wake up and just going, wow. That was yeah. that was probably the first time in my life I ever got the chance to have my perspective changed. Because yeah. at that point, I'd grown up on the eastern side of the Great Dividing mm-hmm. Range, mm-hmm. 30 minutes to the coast. Yeah. That was my bubble of my world. Mm. That's what Australia looked like. Mm. You know what I mean? In a nine-year-old's mind, this is Australia. No, Australia goes, yeah. And then I, f- yeah. I got, yeah, yeah, I woke up. See, the whole trip to Townsville on the train, mm. it's all very similar. Mm. You know, there is some slight changes to the landscape, but it's fairly similar to what I was experiencing in southeast Queensland. Mm. But then I woke up the next morning when we'd crossed the range and we were out the back. Mm. And... Yeah, just red dirt, spin effects, mm. and flat. You could see all the way to whatever the creek line there was where some trees stood up a bit higher. Mm. That always lines the horizon. Mm. It's weird how you've always got trees on the horizon in the outback. Mm. But yeah, that was the first time in my you life. You may never find those trees, but they're there. <laughs> they're there. They're <laughs> off in the distance. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I've seen... Weird light, one, and again, only once. Yep. Coming back from, I might have told, I'm pretty sure I've told this story, however, come back from, driving back from Dolby, coming from the QGC project. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And because our boss said we could drive home. Yep. But he didn't say if we left after midnight, that's Sunday. So me and me outside would get up at two o'clock in the morning and we'd be home by sunrise. You know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to leave Sunday. Yeah. Didn't say what time for that. Yeah, that's right. I'm leaving yeah. at twelve oh one. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then I can enjoy my day the next day. Exactly. Yeah, I'll see what you say. Yeah, yeah. So we did that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were coming back. So yeah, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was driving, and like, because again, we worked out there. You roughly know where the rigs are. You roughly know where stuff is when you're out there, right? Because you did that's your world. Yeah, exactly. So when we're driving back, there's no big oil rigs. We know there's no big rigs in the area. We know there's nothing, right? Yeah. And this light, pretty bright, right? Probably like a motorbike high beam sort of mm-hmm. type of light. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know, five, six, seven Ks off to the left. Yep. Just turned on. Yep. And it didn't move. Like it was always the same distance away from us. Yeah, yeah. And after about 10 minutes, and like seriously 10 minutes, I looked at me outside and went, we're both seeing that, yeah. hey? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. it is early in the morning. We've been in a three-week shift. Like, you know, things happen. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, it's kind of freaking me out. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, what is it? I said, I, I don't know. Did it give you the feeling of like being focused on you? Yeah. Yeah. He was looking at like us. Like it yeah. was shining. It at wasn't just a bright light shining. No, out. no, 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 no. It, it was, was looking like at it, us. Sp- yeah. It was like a set of spotties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinned on you. Yeah. And they always just seemed to remain pinned on you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was honestly for nearly 20 minutes. Yeah. 
and then it just you know it's weird as quick as it went away, as quick as it came as quick as it went away, and we just both sat and we went that is one of the weirdest things that's ever happened like, yeah yeah you know what's weird is i i don't know i don't know if that's i have no memory of seeing it but i just have a feeling like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, like, you know what I mean. Well, the like, thing is, you probably maybe saw that it has as a happened. Kid. Yeah, yeah maybe say, that yeah. has happened, but I don't know. I can't remember an event. Yeah, but I feel like you telling that story. I was like, I've seen that before. Yeah, I know that feeling. That's why yeah. I was like, did it feel focused on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a real weird feeling to yeah, like remember but, the feeling, but yeah. not remember the the, <laughs> the event. I'm like, oh, mm. I don't know, but I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and the, yeah, that was that was a weird encounter. And look, one of the things I thought about in preparation for this was. How many accounts are exactly what we just did then? Mm-hmm. You say you've seen something, mate? Yeah, I've seen something. Oh, yeah. Oh, something similar has happened to me. Yeah. And that's it. it. It's just a... Well, and see, this is what... This is where... This is what excites me about um, the feeling I get around the UFO community at this point in time. The UFO community has been injected with a lot of credibility in the recent years, since since probably 2017, yeah, Fravor came out. All of them. Mm. There's a lot of the stuff that's come out recently gives you a lot of that feeling of credibility. Like mm. people in the correct positions are sort of talking about it. Mm. The other one that gets me is Corey Good. Are you aware of Corey Good? I saw some of his stuff tonight, actually. It's <sighs> interesting you said that. He's, he's, I don't know. He tells, he tells a really good story. Mm. But he's on, he's on that edge of ufology where he's really reaching out there into like colonies on the moon, been doing, like we've been doing this since the 50s. It's, it's actually odd how fast it goes there, the colonies on the moon and we've got bases on Mars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, the bases on Mars, um, they had like, this is all in his sort of stories, they had stargates to, mm. to tell, kind of teleport. That's actually Between part here of what there. I was looking at tonight, yeah. Um, so there was some spaceship flying. There was some teleportation. Mm. There was time regression mm-hmm. sort of thing. So this is what gets me with him. Mm. Is It's like, fuck, you are way out in that uncanny valley, man. Yeah. You're like... You need to calm I'm, down. I've got to try and cross this valley of disbelief. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's a little too... F- a bridge too far. Mm. Whereas... The people, the other people who are coming out also, you know, the the Fravers, for mm. example, mm. the Stephen Greers, mm. the Ger- well, Jeremy Corbell he's compiling a, the he's stories. He's a facilitator. He's a facilitator. Yeah. But the, the material he's creating, mm. it's within the realms of possibility. Mm. And it's also throwing up this thing, this it's lifting the veil of the fact that this whole time we thought the government knew, maybe the government didn't know. Mm. And it kind of, in my mind, what happened uh, recently was I kind of, this the idea of the government knowing, I kind of sidestepped it a little bit mm. and I've recompartmentalized it into... Well, the thing is into, that a modern democratic government is a rolling entity, right? Mm-hmm. However, my parents were in the public service for, I think, 35 years combined. Yeah. How many different prime ministers and government bodies and stuff did they see? But their employment didn't change. Yeah, exactly. They were servants of the state, right? That's right. So That's if right. you're a servant of the state in a in a black ops level in any country in anything, yeah, right. That's there's a career job there, like and know, there's like, tenure. Yeah, you're there. 
that you're there for long periods of time to collect mm. the data, mm. you know, in the exact same way as what Chris Mellon was. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he was a stayer. Mm. So there's that section of government, and I think we kind of forget about this, there's this section of government that is rolling mm. and they get the most important figurehead jobs. Yeah, up to date what's going you on know, in the, this minute. The Prime yeah. Minister and his cabinet sort I of did thing. Like, I did like how he said as well, it's like, how could you be briefed on all the projects? You're only there for four years. You're going to spend the first 12 months just reading documents. Yeah, exactly. If exactly. you're going to have any... And, gra- and then where do the rabbit hole... Like you read you're one going document, to- you go, hang on a minute, hang on, what's the... You know? <laughs> yeah. And and we talk about the exciting stuff, but how much black, black ops stuff is, like he said, not exciting. Yeah. So you get bored to death on the majority of the info. Yeah. And then the pockets of juicy shit are just laden around the outside. That's right. You yeah. know, there's a long distance between each pocket. Mm. So I've recompartmentalized into it's not the government as we think of no, it. No, it's not. But there's there could definitely be Section sections of, with of the government complex. That, yeah, yeah, or the military industrial, the complex, military industrial complex that yeah. do do have this this information. Mm. But maybe they never shared it. Mm. You know, it gets locked up in those vaults and gets or gets or held it's like to. yeah, you said it. You know, it goes through nineteen hands. It made me think of the Ford versus Ferrari movie. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but yeah. the, that character, that, that's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. I think I might have. Yeah. However, he's like, you know, how come we didn't win Le Mans? And, you know, the, the Matt Damon character, uh, uh, Shelby. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes, while I was sitting here waiting for you to see me, that red folder went through 25 pairs of hands before it got to you. Yep. And that's what we're talking about. How many different government employees, it's their job to process that paperwork? Mm-hmm. Different signatures and, you know, red tape and black tape and redacted and whatever else, you know, like where are these files actually unblacked out? Yeah. Somewhere. Exactly. Like, you know, like. And, and I think the government itself, you know, in part of this waking up process, have realized maybe we do know nothing. You know, this whole time they've been discrediting it mm. because they were part they were, they were part of the distraction this distraction mm. this whole time they believed it all mm. the way to the top so mm-hmm. no one wanted to talk about it interestingly one of the notes i did have here is apparently uh mr Loeb, old Harvey, yeah who the amuamua yep uh he's been he was harassed at a he's, conference and yeah that sort he's of stuff, getting like attacked yeah yes which is disappointing it is um, definitely definitely look i i don't again we don't. I think Avi believes Avi, and that's the important thing. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's a very interesting concept. Well, this is this is another part of the conversation that I wanted to go down, mm. and it kind of circles back around onto Avi eventually. Mm. But it's it's um, and it it ties into multiple areas. I can't I can't explain them all at once, but we'll just see where it it's, goes. It's just, just just rock and roll, man. But let's let's just think about for a second what Joe said about it. Mm. When he said, but couldn't it have been a different level of tech? Chris was right when he, he mentioned, Why would you you've got Oumuamua yeah. flying through the solar system yeah. for a couple of days. And then you've got a probe on Earth that can do amazing stuff that yeah. we can't explain. Exactly. Which one do you want to pay more attention to? Yeah. And I felt like that was a very... It's valid. It's a valid comment. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Mm. That could quite possibly be anything else. Mm. But at the same time, why do we need to attack Avi? It could quite possibly be exactly what Joe was mentioning in terms of 
there's levels to this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just the galaxy could possibly be riddled with life. And again, uh, you go 1%, what is it, 200 billion planets now or 200, I think it's something like that. It's over 200 million, I'm sure, got planets in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. So you, if 1% is true, let's go back to that. Yep. That means there's 2 million planets mm-hmm. in our galaxy yeah. within our, in our neighborhood with Goldilocks planets. That have got some sort of life on them. Yeah. You know? And and what gives us the hubris to believe that we're winning that race? What if we're coming last? And this leads me into what I was talking to about before. I think we probably, yeah. What if our galaxy is Star Wars? But in, <laughs> No, no, no. Hear me out, brother. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going there. I'm with I'm with. I'm, but I'm, instead of us playing the leading role... Mm. We're actually the Ewoks on Endor, baby. <laughs> okay, so just put that in your mind for a second. Yeah. You know, we've all seen the Ewoks. They're cute, cuddly little dudes. Mm. Can be quite violent mm. when they want to be. Mm. They're very primitive mm. in the way that they do things. But they revere outsiders as gods. Mm. Remember the C-3PO on the throne mm. sort of thing? So they revered these these people. Well, that's the space daddy concept, isn't it? Boom. Thank you for picking up on that, Triff. Mm. That's the space daddy. I, I'm actually like, you know what? I was This just popped into my mind earlier mm. tonight. Mm. And I was like, what if Lucas had it all along and he's put this secret secret little admission into, into the Ewok line? Yeah. Like, if you break it down, mm. they are us. Mm. They are us. That's our level of understanding of the world, yeah. of, of the of, universe. Of the universe, yeah. Exactly. We're, we're primitive, violent little buggers, cute and cuddly. I, I have no doubt that there are some civilizations that like to just look at us mm. because they think we're cute. They think it's nice to look back on the past and mm. think a million years ago, that's what you were like. Yeah. You know what I mean? There'd be some dad standing there <laughs> well, being like, eh, son. Well, there, is, there, is, there is that theory, isn't it, that we're a tourist park or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> we're a zoo sort of thing. But then take a minute to put yourself in the brain of an Ewok. Right. To put human civilization at the level of the Ewoks. Mm. And now you look out across a Star Wars galaxy mm. and look at all the different races that are spacefaring. You know, mm. what I'm, you know what I'm saying? There's quite a few different races. Mm. And then add on top of that the force mm. and all of the force-wielding, force-sensitive beings. Mm. So they pop out of all different levels of society and then they populate like another hierarchy the thing about of the power. For, the thing about the force is that my well, dad the, is a Star Wars It's tragic, the, right? So yeah. I've seen him 14 billion times when i say that i've seen them so many times however that george that the george lucas story if we bring mm-hmm, it back mm-hmm. and the way he wound the positive and negative aspects of the force within the universe yep. right yep it's it's you can play it on today's society like you can actually physically almost see it mm-hmm. yeah man and we've been on the dark side for a hot minute yeah right <laughs> however yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can at its I, at its rawest. At its exactly rawest, yeah. what you're saying. It's light and dark. Mm-hmm. You know, the good guys wore white, the bad guys wore black. Mm-hmm. It's the timeless story of mm-hmm. the hero mm-hmm. that's rising. That that basically g- 
goes Home through. Home is from, Odyssey, mate. Yeah, it starts with the Sumerians yeah. and comes all the way yeah. through. We retell the same story over and over. And over, over. And over. We just over again, yeah. everything's the same. It's only the names that change. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's all mm-hmm. the same. So, yeah, and the stories just get convoluted. They yeah. get added to, and they throw romance and all this mm-hmm. sort of drama mm-hmm. into the story. But the basis of the story is still the same. But if you think the interesting thing, and I like when this whole Star Wars thing, because I I didn't think specifically about Star Wars, but I just thought the the space movie alien slash genre of movies that have come out, and how detailed and stuff they've been getting over the last ten to fifteen to twenty years. So since Star Wars, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, are we being, you know, is there subliminal messaging in some or? But again, is it the same story over and over again? Did we just tell the story around a campfire, but now we've got a, a, a computer to do the technology to do the same thing, right? So that is continually coming down the lexicon, right? The the, the genetic DNA, the story is always there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How old are these things? Yeah, that's right. Because, I mean... I don't know if we're ready to, but uh, ultra or extraterrestrial. Mm. I think both. Me too. That's all. That's what because I think there's too many possibilities mm. um, to rule one or the other out. Yeah, you, we're not at that stage. No, we're not at that stage no, of we refining. Must remain open. We need to. Suck in Input like a data. sponge Input as data. much information as we can. Yeah. And it kind of excites me about this this point in time with the fact that people are starting to ask questions because mm. I feel like investigations are going to happen mm. because it's not only think, us do that think... don't know, it's it's a level of society that wields power that don't know and they're like, hang on, hang a, minute. on a minute. UFOs are real? I want to know about that. However, I, I thought about... What you know, the, and Joe asked the question: Why did they change it from UFO to UAP? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how could I argue with the response that Chris gave? You can't. You can't. You know, the UFO um, thing, even to this very minute, mm-hmm. it's still loaded. it still brings a cringe. If if well, it's a never-ending, desperate, crazy hole on youtube if you want to take it exactly and that's what brings down the name the ufo so i agree with him about with it with this injection of this of these people who hold credibility yeah we don't like UFO we need a change. name yeah. that holds credibility mm. so in, unidentified aerial phenomena in the future mm. you want the credible stuff mm. the nuts and bolts research on the ground you look at uap mm. You want to fly down a rabbit hole that has all these amazing twists and turns? Mm. You search UFO. Yeah, that's that's how I feel it'll go. Mm. Yeah, if it hasn't already. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I one of the thought processes I had about UO, UAP though. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like they're naming something that's from here. I don't know why mm. I went down that thought process. Yeah, yes and no. Mm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying, but at the same time, a phenomenon doesn't necessarily need to be produced by a human. Mm. So, yeah, it has it has some slight overtones. Mm. But, but I don't, I don't know, man. And that's the thing. If you the the problem is, is that 
we've both been in the UFO alien rabbit. I've been in it since I was 12 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we don't need to say how that's like 25 plus years for both of us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's where we're at. So it's hard. You, you, you question everything at some point, don't you? Yeah. But let's for a second. Okay. So let's leave ultra and extra off the table for the minute. Let's have a look at some of the nuts and bolts stuff. Yeah. So if we are to believe the FLIR tape, like you can't, that, that, especially the one with, oh, Telio got one, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, look at them all over there. Like there's two, you, that's been identified as real. Yeah. Yep. 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 You can't argue against that, right? Yep. However, if that one's real, all the other ones you've heard of over the years that haven't been confirmed as real must now come into play. Definitely. Everything's right. back on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's plenty of stories, if you actually look at it, of fighter planes either engaging with well, UAPs. Foo Fighters. Yeah, the, back in World you know, War II. Exactly. exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So they've... Well, they're the Battle of Los Angeles. They were firing at something they weren't... They didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And the, But the thing is, you just make a cheesy movie about it, mm. and then everyone forgets it's an actual event. And they think that's it's what just happened. A yeah. movie. It's yeah. like, they thought, oh, no, that didn't really happen. They thought the Germans were coming, yeah. and they, they were shooting at something for a good five or six hours, Yeah, and they still don't know what it is. Turned out nothing was there. Nothing was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 52 event over the White House. Interesting that... that Dude, how, how quickly does that turn into a meme? Exactly. You yeah. know, like it gets forgotten that it was a... It was an actual thing. That's what happened. It happened. Yeah. yeah. It was just 52. We didn't have 20 megapixel cameras in our pockets. You know? That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we can take into account, there's there's many, like we talk about joining the dots, right? There's many, if we, now that the, there's some legitimacy around some of these ones, and you can then relook at some of the older stuff, understanding though that the, the Fravor video was back in 06, that we must, you got, everyone needs to understand that as well. Like it's. 06 or 04. I thought, it was like, I thought it was like four. Look, it's within a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was, yeah. Mm. A, a hot minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for to interrupt you like no, that. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay, sorry. It was a hot minute ago, so let's not forget. Yeah, mm. that was a while ago. Mm. What else has happened between what now and then? What else has happened between now and then? I, I think a lot of what's happened between now and then is more on the East Coast. Yeah. The East Coast pyramids and shit seem to be a little bit more up to date mm. than the Tic Tacs on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just, oh, well, I find it hard to believe that in the last 15 to 18 years, mm. they haven't done any more maneuvers out on in the Pacific off California. Well, they're constantly doing to, it to, um To stir up that kind of investigation again from, mm. from a Tic Tac. Well, they're going to be doing it just as workups, you know, like they're going to be doing it as, 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 you know, games. Like that's... Yeah, 100%. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So... That means, like, I, I sort of wrote it down multiple, hundreds, thousands of sightings, gauging fighters, ships, civilian aircraft, like these all, things. All the airline reports. Yeah. There's been airline reports for years. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Forever there's been airline reports. Yeah. You know, this thing's following me, I don't know what it is. Balls of light flying around the plane. Yeah. Or just like we mentioned before, the same same focused bright light mm. that never seems to get any closer or any further away. Yeah, happens just at 45,000 feet or yeah, 35,000 yeah. feet. So you'd think mm. if it was coming towards you, there'd be an impact at some point. Mm. I, had a, I, had a, I had a quote there before, uh, sort of thinking about this stuff. Is the truth of this too shocking? Like, is there actually fuel to the thought that if we told all the masses tomorrow that 
there's things that fly around the military bases and all that secret stuff and realistically there's nothing we can do about it and they haven't been aggressive however if they were there's not a lot we could do there's not a lot we can do yeah and that's that's why we've had this mm. this um not even the raptor not even the Raptor. Yeah, the F-22 yeah. can match these things. As yeah. amazing as a creation that that is, mm. yeah, the, not even the Raptor can handle it. So our strategy this whole time has been hope to God it doesn't attack and just ignore it. Mm. That's what the strategy... That's or do, you, do you think it's just there was a good PR program run where, you know, tinfoil hat UFO stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people just didn't report it. Or the reports got, you know, as you say, went through 17 bands' hands and disappeared. Maybe there's not as much malice as we'd want to think there is. It could just be bloody human error. You know what I mean? Like, it could just be it's well, in the filing cabinet at the back of Burke somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's, what's the percentage in the community of, like, skeptics? Mm. If somewhere in that chain of 15, they believe, someone believes that they can explain it away whether they're an expert in the field or not. Like I said before, yeah. with my own experience, mm. I've seen nothing that I couldn't explain mm. in, in an instant mm. with my knowledge mm. that I'd been that I'd gathered. Mm. What's to say that knowledge was ever true? Mm. Who knows? Mm. But like I said, nothing was extraordinary. There was no turns or anything. It, no. it looked like... The things I saw looked like things falling. So what makes you think there wasn't a person in that chain that went ah that's bullshit you know that's yeah. that's obviously this and mm. just pff, red flagged it and it doesn't go through that's right yeah that's all it takes there was definitely a lot of that mm. because we all understand human nature mm. and then there was everything else as well mm. there was subdiffusion and <laughs> I just blanked. <laughs> there was there diversion. was diversion, disinformation. Mm. There was definitely a force working that doesn't want people to know about it, think about it, and dis- and wants to discredit it. There was definitely a section of the rest of the community that discredited it without even thinking about it. You know, yeah. just like nah, that's ridiculous. It's it's def- it would probably be this, mm. and just throwing it away through their own ignorance. Mm. And then there's the rest of the people that that didn't know mm. that got that had the information withheld upon them. I mean, that, the thing about Blue Book as well is I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. However, there was still several hundred sightings that were unexplained out of the thousands that were submitted. You know, it was like ninety nine percent got well is was swamp gas and weather balloons. However. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you think turned Heineck around mm. when he left and then became a believer? Yeah. It's not that he became a believer. It's just there he was all the evidence. There's so much evidence stacking up that he's like, can't cover this up forever. Yeah, there's something here. Like, there's something here. Mm. Can you say to believe something mm. when it's stone cold hard evidence? Mm. It's like it, it either is or it isn't. There's mm. no believing or not believing. Mm. That's all there is. Mm. It's not a made up story about a spaghetti monster in the sky. Yeah, but the, I mean, and the FLIR video is. That's the one where it takes off out of screen. That's not the one where they're talking. That's the one where you see and it just just instant acceleration. Yeah, they're scrolling through the different modes. Yeah, and it just goes... And poof. then it goes boop off yeah. the screen. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and like the G-forces, you know, that they were saying that that would create would tear the F-22 to pieces. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and that, well, let's just talk about that for a second and and why the, the community, the information that's out there, that why the community believe or... The things it would have to do for not to not get ripped apart by G forces. Yeah. So there's two options. You, the way in which you construct the alloy mm-hmm. is just so strong. Well, don't, it's it's multi. I mean, if you to believe the metal samples, it's multi layered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bismuth and and but it's not an alloy as such. It's just layered elements. Yeah. And that gives it some certain properties. Mm. What's anti gravity? That's what we're talking about. Yes, well, if if it's anti gravity, then that throws you into the other side, the other argument. So I'll just finish off this one. Yeah. So the argument would be it's ma- it's mechanically made out of such strong materials that it can withstand those g forces. It's just engineered to a better spec than our stuff yeah. that's been engineered so far, but it's still mechanical. Mm. And to get around the whole inertia problem, what if it's controlled by solid state AI? Yeah. So there's right. no moving parts. So they don't get affected by inertia and, and such. No, they're just in the box. If, Ex- if they're in the box, if, exactly. If there's anyone in there. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's not a biological being mm. because we wouldn't be able to survive the stresses. Yeah. It's just like a, a you know, it's the drone argument sort mm. of, but who does the drone belong to? Exactly. Does it belong Where's to it coming from? ETs, UTs, us, mm. other countries, mm. enemies, etc. Mm. Who does a drone belong to? Or, like you were saying, you go down the, the anti-gravity propulsion system yeah. side of things and now you start talking about bending space-time mm. around the craft, mm. falling into that, mm. hence no sonic boom, because you're bending... You're bending the, the, the space around The space you. around you. Mm. No sonic boom, no noise, mm. no inertia. And I believe that that obeys the laws of physics that, because of relativity... Mm the things inside the craft wouldn't be affected if that if that's the theory we're running with in terms of bending yeah, it, space. It, it would create a bubble around the craft. Exactly. I guess there are options of mm. what, how these things do the things that they do. Just had a thought though. We talk about anti-gravity. However, we also don't, we don't, in, in, in either of those arguments, we really don't actually talk about propulsion. Is it using... The magnetics of the Earth, like how we act, how is it moving around in space? Well, you know how some of these craft, some people have reported a hum, mm. you know, and again, this got brought up in that same episode. You know, this the episode that episode's going to feature heavily yeah. in the in this episode of ours, but they report a hum, mm. somewhat like a transformer mm. on a high voltage uh, line. Mm. Now, what if? That's more the mechanical side of things. What if it's got there's some kind of electronic generator mm. within that little that craft, and it uses electricity to create electromagnetic fields, which allow it to move in anywhere. Which make it move. It, it's propelling against the electro the magnetics of the Earth. Yeah, and it's pushing against those to propel itself around. Mm. Now that to me, I don't know about you. And tell me if you you believe differently, but that to me is like a a engineering thing that could be possible for us in the future. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It feels like the step before anti-gravity. Mm. Anti-gravity feels like a more advanced thing yeah. in the way in which it works. And, I mean, you still got to produce large amounts of power to operate these things. Mm. So... I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on the matter. Like, what? Where do you go when you think about it like that? Look, if, if the thing about it, if it's using the electromagnetic property, because well, it doesn't explain the ones that are in space. No, because if you're getting out too far, yeah, you're not using. That's that's not. You know, if I think about the one that I saw when I was thirteen, yeah, that was up in the stars. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it looked like it was a star bouncing around. That's that's what we thought. You know. It looked like it, but perspective is also thrown out. Mm. You know, stars are massive, yeah. but they're really far away. The they could have International Space Station or a satellite looks like a star, yeah. but it's moving sort mm. of thing. So that's how we can pick it out. They're a similar size. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it could have been in the upper reaches of the atmosphere yeah. doing those things where, it can, where it's still able to operate. I don't know. I'm just. However, I'm, if, that, if that is the case, though, that would lend to the ultra-terrestrial argument. Yeah, it still asks, is it made by us or is it made by someone else? Mm. And that harks back to, were there survivors of the ancient... The cataclysm, yeah. The cataclysm. Were they well, builders? Were they Aryans? You know, the the bearded man? Were they Are they ultra-terrestrials of another hominid line? Mm. Were, were they... Were they hominids? Were they reptilians from an ancient time? Mm. You know, mm. who knows? Well, it, and it's interesting. Some of the stuff I was watching tonight, there's an echoing story throughout, like the Americas and into into Sumeria and stuff like that, about the gods would take them into the tunnel, and they'd keep them in the tunnel until the cataclysm was over. Like all these Indian tribes say, they emerged from the underground. Yes. Right, so do they mean that literally? Yeah, yeah. And then all the story goes: the gods took us underground, mm-hmm. looked after us, and then when when it was over, they let us we back emerged. to the surface, and yep. they helped us build some stuff. Yeah, like that. That is literally the beginning story of multiple tribes across the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if that is literal? That's a good. That's a good theory. That's a good line of thought. And what, and it's sort of like the cave paintings, right? I love it how it's always um, symbology and and uh, shamanism, and mm, it's a mm. it's a ceremony. What if it's true? What if they What if they saw it and went, "That's crazy. I need to draw that on the wall." Yeah. Why do we always need to give it this element of ceremony? Yeah. When and we do this with everything. And it's all we, the megalithic temples. If all, we can't it's all explain just, anything, yeah, exactly. it must be ceremonial. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's religious context. That's it. That's what. Yeah. Which which it's funny because you call it ceremonial. Everyone knows it's just bullshit. It's yeah, like, that's right. It's like yeah, it's religious. Oh, you mean that like made up stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, we just run with that. We yeah. don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. But no, that, like, that is <laughs> And we've talked about it here as well. Like, it's interesting throughout the the megalithic stuff as well. Tunnels, underground cities, all of these things echo again throughout all of these stories. Doesn't matter which way you look at it. Yeah. With these sightings, a lot of them are over the ocean. Mm-hmm. We know fuck all about the ocean. Yeah. Apart from it's blue 
and it's deep and it's got fish in it. Yeah. That's pretty much... That's pretty much it. Because yeah. the only people that are out there are transporting goods or they're raping the ocean. Yeah. They don't really care about, you know, understanding and what's under there and mapping and looking. And the fact of the matter is, water's just harder to see through than air. Yes. So it's easier to just kind of look out and yeah. wonder than it is to actually hold your breath, the pressure, the lack of oxygen, all of the above mm. to explore that for the depths. Mm. But yeah, there's so much da- there's so much possibility mm. for things to be down there. But anti-gravity tech would be very handy in the ocean. Because one of the trippier, when I'll hold Tic Tac, there's, in the, I don't know, you might have seen it. Have you seen the Tic Tac flying to the cliff? No. There's drone footage. Yeah. And I, I, a little while ago, I saw it. Yeah. And basically, this guy's flying a drone over a canyon in the US. Yeah. And this Tic Tac comes out of screen. Yeah. Looks like the Tic Tac, exactly how, how it's, been, it's described. been described. Yep. And what looks like in the, the flea videos and stuff. Yep. And, just, and then just into, into the cliff face, just disappears. Yeah, and it and, what's, what's and the it, and the well, guy the guy was like, listen, I was seriously just flying my drone. I didn't. This is not, you know. Yeah, no, nah. I don't want to get that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see that. It'd be like the guys on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, when that one when the two dudes are sitting up on the on the cliff mm. and they see the yellow light, mm. and one guy goes, "That's not a yellow light. That's a tunnel," and there's something crawling out of it. Yeah, and then this large black figure. <laughs> Army crawls out of the tunnel, stands up, and he's like, and now it's walking around here somewhere because it just walks out of the tunnel yeah. and into the darkness. And it's, here. And it's yeah. like, and now it's here. And you got to, you can't eliminate from, if you want to go ultra terrestrials and USOs, you can't eliminate those styles of reports. The mythological creatures, we go back to the, the Min Min, mm-hmm. not so much a creature, but more of a light. Mm-hmm. What's, what's to say, the Min Min, although it looks far away, isn't quite close. And it's not one of those those orbing lights that have been seen around the Uinta Basin. Mm. You know, those small baseball-type lights, mm-hmm. lights mm-hmm. that can kill dogs or anything like that. What's to say it's not something along those lines? Mm. And then the other mythical reports throughout time. Mm. Yetis, Abominable Snowmen, Sasquatch, mm. Yowies. Mm they echo throughout time. Now, are they, as some evidence suggests, possible ancient hominids that may have died out and it's it's a, it's a genetic, memory. A gen- genetic mm-hmm. memory down the line? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it possible? Because they were, we That's lived, def- we lived something... with them once upon a time. Well, I mean, we, one of the avenues we've explored, mate, is that the, the, the number of hominids and the different Neanderthal hybrids and crosses and the, 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 we Just, have no idea. Yeah. All... All we have any evidence of is what we've found. Mm. And who's to say anything, you know, who's to say a quarter of the things fossilized? Mm. You know, when we're running off Gigantopithecus with a molar and a bit of jawbone, I, I believe. Mm. Every, and, other, you know, Denisovans off a pinky bone and some, maybe some jewelry. Mm. Um, I think more Denisovan stuff was found not that long ago. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But I bet it's still not a full skeleton. No. Yeah. So we don't know what things looked like. We mm. go off. There's highly educated people that can make these assumptions mm. based off the way and the form in which things grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you can measure a pinky bone and get the average size of the, the uh, overall thing if yeah. it fits a certain structure. Yeah. 
so you've got you've got that ability, but then you've still got to find these tiny little bits of bone and stuff and identify them. Mm. You know, there is that element for the human element mm. of making mistakes. Mm. Um, it could possibly be something when you believe it's something else. Look mm. at, I mean, look at the variation just in modern humans, mm. the tallest to the smallest. Yeah, that's right. We would seem like mul- multiple different things. Well, it's like, you know, you talk about, I, I stood next to a cardboard cutout of Shaq yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. If you were looking from the outside in, you wouldn't say that we were the same species. You no, know? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and take that to the extremes, you know. Yeah. Get a, a little person mm. and then Shaq-like or even bigger mm. human that exists. Mm. And then you start you start to look at the variation and you're like, wow. that If you were to scatter those bones across the earth... Mm. That's that's multiple hominids. Absolutely, you're, you're not thinking that they're all the same thing, especially when you've got no skulls or anything to understand what they looked like. Mm. You know, you're, you're assuming. Yeah, and look, let's step away from the the biological. If a race that came before, where would you survive the cataclysm, mate? Where would you, if you were a race that existed here for a very long time? And you figured out that every now and again a volcano lets go or, you know, typhoon level stuff, you know, rocks come out of the sky. Mm. If you've been here for a while, you probably would have figured out a while ago that it's probably best to hide underground or under the ocean. Yeah. Well, and to me, if you can, if you're able to inhabit under the ocean, Mm. I haven't been down there a hell of a lot, but I believe that it would, it would buffer oh, buffer everything. these these yeah. things a lot better. Mm. You know, you get you get an impact with a with a a comet. Mm. The water will absorb a lot of that impact. Absolutely, it'll take off the off the speed before it hits the crust, etc. Yeah. etc. Et well, one of the common one of the common in the movies, bullets don't slice through water. No, right? exactly. Yeah, bullets have slowed down dramatically in yeah. water. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, fifty caliber bullet point blank will stop in. 10 feet or something like something, that. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say that's what it is. Mm. So, yeah, it's a... And this is, goes back to why, like, anti-gravity technology would be good for under the ocean because mm. now you're not fighting that medium, no, that resistance. It doesn't matter. You're slicing through it. Yeah. You're moving it mm. sort of... Oh, sorry. You're, you're not pushing it out of the way with the hull of a boat. Mm. You're making it... You're falling into it mm. sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, so that would, you know... And what kind of minerals are hiding at the bottom of the ocean? Well, whatever you've got, whatever is available. You're, well, I'm just saying, maybe 115 isn't from. Maybe 115 is more stable mm. under those in under that environment because you know we've got a couple of different isotopes. And the pressure. Don't think of it. Don't forget about the pressure of the water under the. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that helps to stabilize it. Mm. Maybe that does something. Mm. So that's a good question. Mm. Yeah. Look. <laughs> The reality of the echoes through time, because what I, the thought I went to while we're talking then is, what about the sea people, man? Sea people, that's another story that has existed since we started sailing the ocean, mm, mm. which you know we're, we're beginning to understand was many, many, many thousands of years than what is taught in our schools today. That's it. Well, with every day, yeah. Yeah. You know, we start to believe that maybe we were seafaring before Mm. We thought we were. Yeah, a long yeah. way, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What freaks me out about this, right? Mm. So let's go back to Ultra versus Extra. 
So let's let's we're, let's go full believer now, right? We're full believer. These craft exist. The tic tacs, the triangles, mm-hmm. all these things they exist. If they at any point turned aggressive, we're done. Oh, definitely. However, if they're ultra terrestrials, that means we cohabitate on our little blue ball hurtling through space with a race that is so vastly in front of us as far as technology goes. But we don't even know they're there. We don't even know. Well, we do. There's <laughs> the million stories about them and, you know, like yeah. everything we've discussed tonight. However, but what's, what is them? You know, we see these, what is them and are they only one? Mm. Are we only... Back to the melting pot. Well, are we cohabitating with only one advanced species mm. or are we cohabitating with multiple advanced species? You, These reports we hear... Are we a hybrid of an advanced species that crashed into the planet 780,000 years ago? And there was already a species. And there was already a species here. <laughs> and we've been cohabitating ever since. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Is is the, is the, Are we cohabitating with the species that crashed? Mm. Have they gone underground? Mm. Are they out of sight? Mm. Because the type of craft and the phenomena we see vary so widely mm. from the, the pyramid-like shapes with or cubes with balls inside them mm. or tic-tacs or saucers or large cylindrical motherships mm-hmm. with with droney sort Triangles. of things coming off them, they vary so much. Why would you think that it's only one? Exactly. Why would you think it's only one civilization? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe if we ha- do have anything in terms of like a craft, maybe if we've captured anything mm. or wreckage or whatever, mm. what if what if that was what if that's a, like a vintage car mm. and well, do you think the aliens thought the aliens, the aliens, the ultras, the extras, whoever mm. they are, thought, mm. or, or and whichever species this was, mm. thought these will never can understand our tech. <laughs> Give them the oldest thing we got. Yeah, that way, then they don't have to make that as large a leap. Yeah, you know, we've we've come so far mm. since we were doing it like that. Yo, you're saying the crashed alien was granddad out on a Sunday drive and he zigged when he should have zagged and his Model T and. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe the craft belonged to a civilization that wasn't up to where some civilizations are. Mm. Hence, their tech failed. Mm. Their tech, like you know, they were just. I think of the. I think of you know how we t- talk of the craft usually having like small three foot like beings. Yeah, sort yeah. of thing. I think of the little dudes out of Men in Black. Yeah, you know the little worm sort of guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think of those guys. Imagine those guys flying a little saucer. Yeah. They're going to... Out of control. Crash yeah. it like they were doing lair rising. Yeah. Either, the problem is that this all things or, are possible. Or we also got given it in terms of like... It's like, no, no. It's just... That's old and antiquated. So like, we don't even care. Here, get, get, put that somewhere where they can find it. Right. But we live in the West, right? So if America's got... Let's pretend that Bob is right. Okay. Yes. Yep. And America has nine craft. America has nine craft. Russia's got some. For sure Russia's got some. For sure. There's photos of the Nazi UFO they were trying to make into the 40s. Yeah, the video thing. Mm. I think there's video of them trying to make a source, multiple source of things fly, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like of different jet propulsion and the like. Yeah, weird weird looking things. Then there was, what was that Bell device? Do you remember the Bell? Oh, yeah, the Bell device. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... yeah. So anyway, get yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. So that so let's say that if 
You would say the French might have something if they've got a department dedicated to it. You'd think. You'd think. But, I mean, there's so much... The British probably stole something. Oh, <laughs> the British definitely stole something yeah, throughout stole. their colonialism. <laughs> Fucking hell, they stole everything. Exactly, yeah. What are you talking about? That's how they got their wealth. Yeah, saw, saw, this, saw this meme and there was this dude standing in this massive room and the meme was, if the British Museum gives back everything that isn't theirs... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Right. However, is it just so compartmentalized that there's no coordination or cohesion between these states? Yeah, hundred percent. So chaotic and compartmentalized in their own ecosystems this, that yeah, that they're their own worst enemy mm. in terms of things get it's they're too efficient mm. in. In shutting things down, mm. nothing gets spread. Mm. It dies a natural death within its compartment mm. and never infects the other cells around it. Mm. Yeah, man, definitely. You know that it all harks back to the idea that that Blue Book was too successful. Yeah, it took this long for for the right person to say something to the right person, mm. and the the slow rumblings of 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 question mm. to echo through mm. to where it's got to now. Mm. <laughs> I had a bit of a thought. It's like maybe the the crash in 47 was us trying to learn how to fly it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe we found it in Germany somewhere and they brought it back to the US and all mate got off the ground. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you got a... You know, let's just think about some styles of control that we've we've seen the sci-fi or yeah, or holding onto the balls or uh, yeah, yeah, or putting your hands in the thing general. and like you control it with your mind. Yeah. If you're not practiced or skilled at any one activity, you're going no. to make a mistake at some point. Mm. So even if you're good enough to get it off the ground, if you've got to control it with your mind mm. and then you start th- thinking about Sheila's titties on Friday night, then it spirals out of control because yeah, you didn't true. have the strength of mind to stay focused <laughs> on the task. Yeah. What's to say? But then, where did that craft come from? Yeah, that's did right. the Germans create it, mm. or did the did the Germans back engineer it from? Um, well, isn't that one that side chick? of the story is that the Germans were got bases on the moon and they and, were and well, and they're in communique. Yeah, there was a alien race really that actually Antarctica. helped them. Yeah, um, and that's why they were so technical, technologically advanced mm. in in the engineering that they were doing. Mm. Um, oh, look, it's a bit they of they were handed a lot of stuff. It's a bit of an aside. However, Hitler was a bit antsy. But if he had a way to... If the Germans had had two or three more years to develop their tech, mm-hmm. we'd be so... We'd, it would have went completely differently. Yeah. 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 And now, was that just that German engineering that we know and love so much in our cars today? Mm. Was it just that ultra-perfection that mm. they they as a people valued overall mm. or did they get I was trying to think before when I said it do you remember the the lady's name that was the um, ch- like a channeler and she was apparently channeling a, a, an alien race and they were they were giving her this info and she was feeding it off Von Braun or something yeah something like that Ava, I'm trying, Ava, Ava Von Braun possibly yeah I'm or maybe sure. that's a character from Inglorious Bastards <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> Either way. Either way. We know yeah, the German lady yeah. who was channeling. You're you're yelling at your from radio right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's everyone knows it's this chick. Yeah, I'm sorry, all right. But anyway, story goes on. Did it come from her? Was it engineering? Who knows? Do you think we we have something? 
like as a global do thing. i think the human race possesses something of an ancient artifact that like a a ufo that can fly using a method of propulsion that we don't, don't currently understand? understand yeah i mean i don't know like i guess if you're going to talk about any of this you kind of got to give it some merit mm. and it's it's the whole topic of this conversation is it extra or ultra mm. does this you know we speak we speak about it like they they may still exist mm. what if what if they've always existed but what if they don't exist anymore mm. what if what if what we're seeing um a pre-programmed drones or something yeah mm. and they're just popping up doing their stuff that they were programmed to do but mm. the civilization that created them actually that was another I think that was another thing, a topic that came up in the JRE episode was what if they're drones that are imprinted in for to do to survey life mm. on Earth? Mm. And what if when the time comes, they're able, so it's like AI mm. that is then able to biologically recreate itself. And so we, we talk about this tech of transferring your consciousness to a computer mm. what if they did that what if they've able to transfer consciousness into um, an ai computer style device mm. which is then, what we're currently trying to do and then when the time comes you can recreate your civilization mm. sort of bit like like wally like the 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 white robot off wally yeah looking for a plant yeah exactly mm. that's it so yeah when it sees that plan, it's like, all right, it's time to come back now. Mm. Yeah. So is it that? Mm. You know, that gives us two different options in terms of they can either be off planet looking somewhere else mm. or they could be not even here and just they've the, the stuff that they've left, the tech that they've left mm. can simply recreate them, recreate bodies and then implant a consciousness into it, mm. um, and away they go. Mm. Look, who it, knows? It, it, you have to, you have to, you have to consider all possibilities. I think, to me, the ultra terrestrial thing only because it it does feed into a lot of this ancient culture that we're trying to identify or chase or prove or you know fill fill in the blank. The echoes through time of this, the underground cities, the, the water people, the all that stuff. Anki had a fish suit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's got a scuba suit on. Yeah. Like, it just looks like a scuba suit. Yeah. It's kind of scary if they're ultra-terrestrials. Well, it's scary and it's not at the same time. Because they haven't done anything yet, have they? Well, unless what they do... Look, it's a, it'd be a hell of a show to watch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It'd be a hell of a show to watch the world, yeah. Because it is. If you can, if you can get to an observant state here as a human, it's hilarious. Well, look at what we've done. Yeah. Reality TV <laughs> is so popular. We simply don't. We worked out sometime in the nineties that we're funny enough creatures to watch as it is. You yeah. don't need to script this shit. Yeah, just put them in a box and let them go. Let them go. It's just funny to watch. All right. Yeah. And look. <clears throat> I, I, for some reason, obviously with the, the the world stage at the moment, went back and listened to Dan Carlin's Destroyer of Worlds where he talks about nuclear weapons and stuff. Yep. And 
you know, the the uptick in technology to be able to see them and all that sort of stuff does coincide. And we are still monkeys with thermonuclear weapons. Mm. And it, it is actually a miracle that no one's let one off. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they're waiting <laughs> for that. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if they are ultra terrestrials or extraterrestrials and they pick up on this bandwidth anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime you're ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's you obviously it. haven't attacked. Yeah. If you're, if you're there. Yeah. So if you've got some advice, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. Anytime, yeah, anytime, anytime you're ready, man, just step in, you know, it's like the- <laughs> yeah, because it feels like the direction we're going right now. There's a lot of talk throughout, like, the world, multiple levels of society, where it's like, that's if we even make it another thousand years. That's you know right. what I mean? It's like, yeah, we all know that we're on a pretty destructive path. Yeah, look, I yeah. Problem. The problem is, how do we? I don't think anyone wants to address it because it's how do you change everything? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's. Is the truth too shocking? Because if we are to be true believers, you know, with obviously a sceptical eye, however, the ones that we pretty sure are accurate, the truth of that and the fact that everything is bullshit, basically, you know, that's what we said the other day. You know, it's bullshit all the way down. Like, it's beds of sand and paperwork and lies and deception. Across all... All genres, everything. It's it's not one thing. It's everything. That's Everything's, right. and it's just that's just part of the human condition. Yeah. So how do we get past? How that? can we get past that? Yeah. You know. Well, mate, I don't have uh, I don't have too much more. That was a very wide ranging and 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 varied conversation. I don't I don't think we've solved anything, but it was good. <laughs> it's a good conversation. Is is that ever truly the goal, though? Not really. No. I mean, it's pretty hard for two sophomaniacs to solve anything. Oh, the old sophomaniac. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those that have the delusion that they're intelligent. I think, and I think that's all we can do is just continue to further the, think, com- yeah. further the conversation yeah. and think further about possibilities. Yeah. And bring, I think the most important thing is bring new possibilities to light. And always be open to all perspectives. I think that's, that's the reality with this stuff. You know, one of the, we we part of the coder's oath is to not tie ourselves to any idea. Yeah, yeah. No one narrative. No, because then you just you're only that. That's the whole. That's part of. That's the issue. Yeah, that we're talking about. Yeah, everyone needs. We to take tie ourselves yeah. to narratives, yeah. and then we defend those narratives. Mm. And that narrative may start off with pure intent, and it mm. may skew at some point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so we need to be open to all perspectives exactly. and narratives. And, and as I said, you know, if, if ultra or extra, anytime, anytime you're ready, got some advice. Yeah, just well, you don't even need some advice. You just want to be like, hey guys, we exist on this planet with you. Yeah, have done for quite a while. Yeah, our tech's way more advanced than yours. Um, so we just cloak ourselves, so you don't really know we're there. Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime you want to just do that, mm. just yeah. You know, and let's, thermonuclear war is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, let's not, not do that. Yeah. We did that once. Yeah, that's why we lived underground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did that before. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Have you looked at Mars? One yeah. side of it is less than the other. 
<laughs> That's how big the bomb was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it blew the atmosphere away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Then we need to terraform this back. Yeah. You know, it took 65 million years last time we did it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Killed all these, the other fucking species that was here. Yeah, that's right. That was an accident. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, you can go anywhere. That's right. You could go anywhere with any of this because... At the moment, the dots are just too far, few and far between. But mm. what excites me about this, this, this is present and future, mm-hmm. whereas the megalithic stuff is past. Mm-hmm. The past, you can only go off the facts that are there. Mm. You can find new ones that they or always existed. You just couldn't see them with your eye. Mm. The new, this genre lends itself to exploration, mm. creation, mm actually discovering possible truths mm. and not only that it it also encompasses the new thought paradigm mm. in the realms of openness honesty that in this this information mm. is going to come to light in this new age mm. the new age where everyone realizes that all of things are bullshit mm. and our access to information is so much to the source. Mm. You know, you haven't got all those hands, all those levels of bureaucracy, That's bureaucracy yeah. in the way anymore because the internet has just clarified all of that. Mm. A lot of bullshit gets through, but a lot of good shit gets through. Mm. And we as a society just need to learn to filter it. Mm. And look, I think... Doesn't that excite you? It does excite you me. Know? You know, the, the conversation is being had on many levels too. Right, I think like yes. like un- trying to understand our past, trying to understand our present, and you know, looking at these these topics. More and more people are having conversation due to the, I think the integrity and authenticity of, of the the new footage and stuff. Um, I'd be interested to see what the report says at the end of June. Yeah, that's where the report's due. Uh, interested to see what Jack Valet's book said and why Amazon took that down. Is it something or is it nothing? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in his eighties, so like it'd be his last book. Like he's, yeah, he's on yeah, the downhill he's, stroke. He's, yeah, he's putting out his best stuff. He's putting out everything he's got that yeah. he thinks he can make a case with. Yeah. So, and there's never been a better time for it either. That's, no, that's the true. Thing. That's never, true. Now, if anyone's holding on to anything, now's the time for it to come out. Mm. You know, before that, that generation dies out mm. you know they're, they're the world war ii diggers and mm. the the adults of the 40s mm. and 50s are, were the start of it mm. so before they're all truly gone mm. it's time to pass that knowledge on mm. and the next generations behind them are, are ready to hear it too and look i think you know and, and i suppose it's me being me however if it was one thing that could bring us together with the openness and communication information Maybe we need to. If we, would what if it's just as simple as that? If we actually collectively acknowledge these beings, where whoever, whatever, mm. we didn't go down the interdimensional path either, which is you know we can. It's too late for that now. However, um, why is it too late? Go on, give me a bit. Well, I mean, you go to yeah, just yeah. touch on it. We we talked about stargates, right? Yeah, that's another thing that you know. There's these interesting doors into walls that. You know, the ancients say, the the people there, it's like, oh, if you've got the right thing, you can just walk through the wall. Yeah. You know, I, I was told that story by an Indigenous fellow when I was 16. Yeah. 
You know, like that's what he told me. He goes, oh, you walk into a rock and jabber, you come out in the Grampians. Yeah. Like, but uh, uh, so I actually had a little f- thought on this. Why does it make them interdimensional? It may not. It may just be a level of tech. Like the transporter on Star Trek. Yeah. If you can... True. It could be something along those lines. Then Mm. it's not interdimensional. They're still Mm. in this dimension, but they can just transport, teleport from place to place. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, but you're starting to get into time there. I mean, time is just a three-dimensional creation. Well, it's all... Yeah, but it's... How do you measure things like space time it's mm. it's a it's a it's a greater thing than i you know than my my intellect allows yeah sort of thing i don't know if it's there's a section of time i understand what you're saying mm. there's a section of time that is a human creation yes. in terms of how we measure it yes but still do, i don't think that means it doesn't exist yeah yeah, yeah. And that, that's the interesting that's the interesting question yeah but if you you know if you're manipulating gravity and space around you what what is time it's the measure of distance mm. but if you don't if 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 the because we measure time because of our spin of our gravity of our earth right so if that yeah. makes no difference to you or you have transporter tech where it makes no difference to you yeah the time well if, if distance yeah it does um and does that come into where is that where you know the age regression and stuff that we were talking about before. Mm. Does 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 time travel exist, but n- not in the in the idea in which we think it does? Oh, look, I I I'm a firm believer that you can manipulate time. Yeah, well, it's 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 been shown there's uh, ways to manipulate like time. Time is relative, mm. and time occurs in different spaces. So mm. if you were to travel away from the earth at a fucking speed of light then travel back mm. you would not have aged but the earth would have gone through a million years of evolution but i'm i'm even talking like that that is you're talking interstellar there and that's that's a that's a very interesting discussion as well however i'm talking to like basic if you think about well think about this room man you know how much time have we spent in this room at time, and then you and you, you when we take these headphones off, finally, we're going to look at whatever time it is. I don't know what time it is, and go, whoa, you know, like time flies when you're having fun. The you know, yeah, you're having yeah, a yeah, slow yeah. day at work. How long does it take? Yeah, it's the same amount of time. Yeah, it's purely your perception of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you can manipulate that. You know. I don't know if you're manipulating the time as much as you're manipulating your awareness of it. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's like time flies. Your your time feels like it flies because mm. you're engaged in activity where your pure focus is is put on it. Mm. You know, I don't I don't mean to be a buzzkill, but that to me is just how those sort of things work. Yeah, I don't know if they're a good example mm. of of us manipulating time mm. in terms of more so just us just not paying attention to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I used to, I, I, know, I used to, uh, one of my exes yeah. used to drive her crazy because she'd go, when are you going to pick me up? And I'd say, I'll pick you up when you're ready. Yep. And didn't matter. I would pull up out the front of her house as she was walking down the stairs. Yeah. And it wasn't like I picked her up the same time every day, mm. Mm. any of that sort of stuff. But I did that for a year. Yeah. 
what, what's that? Is that instinct or is that what's that? You know, like or is that, that is that a connection to her? Could be in terms of like her thought process of okay, I'm you know this is how long she takes and to get ready. I, well, not about even time, just the, where her brain goes once she's ready. Mm. So I've done the getting ready process. Then at that point, you've got that feeling of she's ready, mm. and then you're arriving. Mm. That excluding the idea of time, mm. there could you could go into yeah mental connection. Uh, what's the te- telepathy? Yeah, more than even time. If mm. you wanted to, if you want to get crazy with the thought process mm. of where do we actually go? It could be yeah, it could be multiple different things as mm. to why that occurrence happens. Mm. It could be related to time though. Mm. It could be related to time. You know, I mean, and then I don't know what I just went to, and we talk about interdimensional, all these different times. Yeah. What about light? You know, like we see less than one percent of what's going of the, on of the spectrum of what's going on, like around electromagnetic us. spectrum yeah, yeah, yeah. around us. Yeah. yeah, we see less than one percent. So, yeah. w- what is actually happening? Yeah, we don't actually know. No, that's right. And you know, light, light as a particle, what can that actually do to the human body in terms mm. of? Or, or the human senses, mm. you know, like you say, we only see one percent of the light spectrum. Mm. So, what do we not see? And you know, that mm. goes back to some. Is that instinct? You feel bad energy, that sort of stuff like that. Is it? Is that something that you're not seeing? Room? Yeah, it's a different vibration. Is there in the something room? there you can't see? Uh. And there's reports of that in the UFO world in mm. terms of um, things that can be seen but can't be picked up on radar, or yes. things that can be picked up on radar and can't be seen. Yeah, you can't see it there, or like that guy like the guys with the thing crawling out of the tunnel. Mm. One guy had a camera, one guy had a scope and the scope picked it up, the camera couldn't see it yeah, because of the part of the light spectrum mm. that it was using. Mm. I believe the scope well, the camera had infrared, a, yeah, the, whereas the camera didn't. And the camera would be working off mirrors where the scope's just a... Yeah, exactly. It's just a lens. Yeah. Mm. So it's... So, yeah, what, what parts of the spectrum are some of those devices picking up on that the others mm. aren't mm. as to why they can see them. And yeah, you've still got to see that thing with the human eye mm. afterwards. So so that still leaves a massive, vast spectrum of stuff that we can't see, mm. that we don't know. So yeah, man, the, the, what is truly out there? We, mm. we do not know. We may never know. No. It would be nice, like you say, extras or ultras, just to even have a sit down and a conversation mm. you know come on to jre yeah. tell <laughs> tell the world the truth that we are ewoks and yeah. there's a whole galactic empire that we we're, we're an outer rim planet you know coruscant is 62 million light years that, that way. way yeah that's the center that's the capital of the galaxy yeah this thing's been going for millions of years mm. you know once upon a time we had this thing called the old republic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. thousands and thousands of yeah. years ago yeah. and this is how just someone to sit down you, got, and you guys are like, remnants of the old republic and we forgot about you and then we found yeah you. you're an outer rim planet you're a, you're a mining outpost yeah that's, right. <laughs> that's you know and, and you gold's know, fun, useful dude the funny part is is if if that part was true I would believe it in a second if yeah. if they sat down because it's like, well, we have stories about that, mm. you know, about the Nephilim, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, and the Anunnaki yeah. using us to mine gold. It's like, of course, we were we were an outer rim planet in Star Wars. That's right. Yeah, it's a mining outpost. It makes yes, it all. That's our history. Yeah. We've known it this whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I did actually think that uh, I, I I think Joe knows more than he's letting on. Yeah, I, 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 he's got some sort of strategy. I know he says he doesn't plan anything. However, he's got with this UFO UAP stuff, he has got some sort of strategy. He's, he's making moves. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it did dawn on me. I had that same thought. It's like if the aliens were going to reveal themselves, it would make sense that they went on the JRE. <laughs> It's the biggest podcast in the world, Exactly. Man. How can you get your information out? 500 million the to most. a billion people are probably, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and word of mouth. Joe if, surpassed over a billion downloads two or three years ago. Who yeah. knows what? And there's there's such a large population there mm. that if each one of those people told one person... The whole world knows about that it. Everyone couple, knows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's instant transmission. Mm. It's the closest thing to instant transmission yeah. as you would ever get. So so Joe, Joe will probably be our representative. <laughs> no doubt, man. And look, I, I'm not entirely unhappy with that. <laughs> nah, look. He's, he's done a good job over the years, man. He's yeah. done a good job. Well, mate, I think that's it. Have you got anything else? i got nothing for you, man. Another good one. That was a great conversation, brother. It was mm. good to have. Mm. Just lay it all out on the table, yeah. see where it went. See where it went. And hopefully everyone, you know, has a couple more perspectives on their mirror ball now, dude. Yeah, and that's that's the aim at the end of the day, isn't it? That's um, all you can do. Mm. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk soon. Enjoy it. Cheers. See you guys. Bye. Wow.